fueled by C4, Cellucor, and Extend. Use the code Clydesdale to get 20% off the checkout at C4Energy.com. On Clydesdale Media, where we bring you the widest array of content here on our YouTube channel. Make sure you like and subscribe to the channel. Hit that notifier so you first know when new episodes are available. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Clydesdale Media Podcast. My name is Scott Schweitzer. I am the Clydesdale. I am so honored and privileged to be here with Cooper Marsh. What's going on, Cooper? I mean, I'm just flabbergasted by how long that intro was. Made it myself. Hey, myself. Since since the last time I've been on, you've you've uh, blown up. I love it. Yeah, it's been crazy. Like at the beginning of this year, we had like 1,300 subscribers on YouTube, and now we're up over 2,000. Um, so yeah, it's been a good year for us. I love it. Congrats, man. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, and just to our listeners, just so you know, if you hear the lisp, I ate a, a bagel that I apparently was allergic to this morning, and I've got a Benadryl in. Uh, I think the swelling's going down, uh, so we're going to push through, uh, and we'll see how it goes. Trooper. So, with that, uh, so awesome to have Cooper on. I wonder since our last, since your last appearance, it was uh, March tenth of twenty two. It's been a little over a year. Okay. Uh, you, there was a a big merger in your life. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, what March tenth, twenty twenty two? That's right before semifinals last year. Yep. So, yeah. Since then, no, we uh, we merged with. Um, Daniel Robbins and Matt O'Keefe, they came in and under the lab management umbrella. Um, and they're now, you know, equal partners in this with myself and uh, Jason St. Clair. And, you know, we now have the, I would say the largest agency in the CrossFit space, but in terms of an agency front, you know, we're still, a, we're still a boutique sports agency and, and we like to keep it that way. Cause as we embark into other sports um, we don't want to be, you know, somebody that just represents anybody and, and everybody. We want to represent very specific people that we, we believe in and want to jump in the trenches with. And so, yeah, we keep it we keep it small relative to uh, traditional sports. But in the CrossFit space, we're one of the bigger agencies. Yeah. So one of our listeners, Wad Zombie, uh, says Cooper is awesome. First agent to work with me on doing trading cards. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. I have some of those cards right here. On my, I was like, I've got multiple cards actually. They're awesome. I love them. I, ha I have the whole set. Uh, my goal is to get them all signed eventually. Um, any, of, any of the people that I work with that aren't signed? Uh, yeah, I don't have any of them signed yet. I have, but I have, so I have all of them. Well, you know who to talk to. I do. Um, last time we had you on, it was funny because you actually mentioned Daniel a few times in the interview about like, you would say like, I don't know how Daniel would do this, but this is how we do things. And now you're working together. What has that, what has that been like now that you get to share ideas and grow together as opposed to um, thinking about his move against your move? I mean, I love that dude. So it's awesome. Like <clears throat> we're both, we're both young and hungry. Right. Um, and we've been fortunate enough to have mentors Um that have, have allowed us kind of the room to roam and grow. And 
you know, as, as I kind of lead the day to day with lab and Daniel leads his roster to be able to then, you know, partner up and be able to lead together and, and, you know, kind of bushwhack simultaneously is a, it's a phenomenal thing. And I'm, I'm very thankful for it. I mean, to the point where, you know, the, the dude's pretty convincing and good at his job. So he's about sold me on moving to Boise, Idaho. And so I'll probably actually be packing up and moving up there with my girlfriend and my, and our dog, uh, sometime next, you know, next spring. And, uh, you know, we'll open up a lab HQ up there, but yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome. It's an honor. I, I really, really like working with Daniel. It's fun. I'm, I mean, I'm, I probably talk to the dude like 10 plus times a day. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's great, man. It just, I think, uh, you know, being on a team is better than being solo and we're able to bounce ideas back and forth off each other and sometimes play good cop, bad cop, or, you know, if he's down, I can bring him up or if I'm going off the rails, he can be the level-headed one. So yeah, he's a, he's a special dude for sure. So what I find fascinating is we have a lot of your athletes on, right? And you signed two recently, uh, Abby and Hannah. And both of them talk about the two of you almost interchangeably. And is that is that the goal? Yeah, for sure. So those that um, – those that – sorry, I keep fiddling with my hat because in my screen it looks like it's cockeyed and it's making me annoyed. But um, I'm left-handed, so my if I wear a hat, it's always cockeyed. <laughs> Um, but no, that's definitely the goal. So with the, um, with, with the merge and kind of how it works is, uh, you know, those that were on uh, the lab roster with us before the merge, they're going to continue to just kind of hear from myself and from Jason. Um, and then those that were with Daniel and O'Keefe coming over, they're going to continue kind of hearing from those guys. And there'll be some overlap where, you know, we help each other out, um, with those people, but for the most part, we want to have the point of contact remain the same so that the, you know, the overall feel of it feels natural and, um, you know, regular to, to the client. But then for anybody new coming in that we've brought on and that we work with, uh, such as, you know, Mal, Abby, Hannah, uh, any of the traditional sports people, you know, they're going to hear from all of us um, so that they can, you know, understand that they have access to everybody. And, and, and truthfully, everybody has access to all of us, uh, no matter what. But, uh, you know, their point of contact can be anybody in the, on the team um, because, you know, we're, we're moving forward as a as a unit. But those former clients, um, they have a relationship with you or Daniel or Matt or what. Right. And they don't want to give up that relationship that you've built over four or five years. Yeah, exactly. So we just want it to be familiar to them and just not a disruption, you know, as the, cause they've got other things they need to worry about. Um, but for anybody new, it's, I think it's kind of nice for them to, to know that they can, you know, that from, from the jump, they're able to contact any of us and it'll, it'll feel natural. Right. Yeah. And you kind of answered the next couple of questions I had, but is there, what was the adjustment like? It doesn't sound like it was too much that you and Daniel get along really well. Um, and it, and how does it work? Is like, like Jason, this is his company. It's always been his company. And now you merge. Matt was kind of the head honcho at the other company. And then you and Daniel are kind of brought on under your mentors. So yeah. what does the structure look like now? So, so how it looked um, for Jason and I, Jason had started lab back in 2012. And then I came on in 28, well, like 17 part-time, but like 18, 19 full-time. 
Um, you know, and then him and I were equal partners in that uh, eventually, right? I had to work my way into that. Um, I'm super grateful for the opportunity to be able to do that because, I mean, obviously, if, if it's partially yours, you're going to treat it as such. Um, and, you know, this is this is our baby. And then when we merged up with them, you know, ownership truly doesn't mean anything unless there's a, you know, an acquisition uh, component, like if somebody's going to acquire us. And so I don't get too caught up in those things, though, really. Like, I think that's more of an ego thing. And so we just divvied it up, you know. So now the four of us are equal partners in lab. Um, and while Daniel and I kind of run the show day to day and, uh, you know, Jason and O'Keefe have a bunch of different things going on um, because they're like they run a bunch of other businesses and fathers, et cetera. Um, yeah. So Daniel and I run the day to day, but we're all equal partners in it. And so that's a very cool thing because, you know, in terms of um, what was like that transition, like it wasn't much of a transition. It's just, you know, I, I quickly kind of got into lockstep with Daniel and off we went and just, it was pretty seamless to be honest. It, it hasn't been, um, it hasn't been very hard, which is I think a testament to good partnership. Well, and it also kind of increases, um, the ability your team has to cover more athletes. Your team's bigger now, right? So you can, now you have more athletes as well, so more responsibility. But um, so what was the competition season like getting to quarterfinals and things like that with your athletes? Yeah, I mean, we're, we definitely have the ability to cover more ground. And, you know, we have some people uh, that, that work for us on the agency side of things, such as Zach and Deb, that help lift, uh, you know, kind of, lift us up and, and allow us to do more uh in terms of the competition side of things you know you there's only one of you you know you can't we can't I, I wish i could just like duplicate myself a few times but it's just not possible so you know i just kind of pick and choose where i can be and try to show face and show everybody love um or or, or you know divide up love to those that really specifically need it um and so you know, it used to be that during quarterfinals, I'd go to Las Vegas because that's where I had, you know, three athletes or four, if you know, Jake flew in or whatever, um, going at one time. And it was, it was a way for me to like have more bang for my buck. Um, this go around, you know, Vegas has kind of dissipated and, you know, Bethany's out in LA and she has her husband, Randy, who's a stud and, and, you know, she's very supported out there with him and, you know, Danielle was down in Naples with Dallin and Fee and Emma. And, you know, they're very supported by the brute crew down there. Uh, and I had just been down kind of recently in December. So didn't feel like I needed to go there. And I thought, you know, this this year for quarterfinals, I'll, I'll go to Alpharetta, Georgia and, and hang out with Annika and David and Alexis and um, the crew down at TTT. And it was a phenomenal experience, incredible gym um, and, and community and, and the way they ran the show there. And it was it was cool. So I just yeah, in quarterfinals, you just kind of try to take a stab at helping out somewhere <laughs> and then semifinals and i i'm gonna make an observation there are some management companies where i would have because we did for instance in pasadena 62 post heat interviews in pasadena um we had to clear that with the management company of one management company before we talked to their athletes your company that's never a problem your athletes are so gracious and always willing to talk um is that is that a conscious decision on your part to just kind of let your athletes do what they feel they they can do in that moment 
Yeah, I mean, it's I think it's called just being an adult and being human. You know, I don't, I don't, I, I think sometimes people try to, uh, I don't know, where am I going with this? They just try to like roadblock for no reason because maybe it's a bit of a power thing. Um, yeah, just be a good person. Just, just talk to people. You're a nice guy. <laughs> it's not, you're just asking some questions about the heat. Who cares? You know? So, right. yeah. And it's funny because it really hasn't been done a lot in all heats. And like, that's how we met Hannah. Um, she killed heat one of event one. Like that was the person we wanted to grab immediately and find out who this person was. And she told me later, that was the first time anybody has ever interviewed her. That's at an and like that, that gave me chills because these are opportunities for exposure that these athletes don't always get. hundred percent. Yeah. I think it's necessary, man. And um, yeah, I think you can, you can kind of stifle the organic and, and raw emotion of those things. If you have to clear things off uh, beforehand, especially for just a, you know, some color commentary post event, like that's, there's nothing really sketchy about that. Um, you know, if you were, if you were trying to create some real production and, and, and needed valuable time and a lot of energy, then, you know, maybe it'd be a different conversation, but a, a 45 second interview post event when they're going back to sit on a bike anyways, it's, it's okay. You know, I'm, and I'm, it's, I'm, I'm glad you, you got access to our people and I, you know, I wasn't with, we weren't with uh, Hannah or Abby at that point, but I mean, I'm, I'm pumped that you got to interview them too, because, you know, they deserve that limelight and, you know, so do other athletes. Yeah, it's it's crazy because we try to interview every semifinal athlete before semifinals. I mean, it's a daunting task that we take on every year, but it's one of the most rewarding things we do throughout the year. Um, getting to know all the stories of these other athletes that nobody else is looking at. Um, and it makes semifinals, to me, the most fun part of the season. Because I know everybody in Heat 1 now, and I know everybody in Heat 2, and and it gives me much. And then when someone surprises, like uh, Stacy Larum or a Hannah Black or whoever or an Abby Domit, you're you know it ahead of time, right? And it's it, it's freaking awesome. Yeah, that sounds awesome. So what what I want to ask you now is, you sign Hannah and Abby. Is is semifinals like the typical signing season? Or is that a year-long thing that you're always scoping out new talent? Uh, I think it's always year-long. It's just semifinals is an easy incubator to kind of see talent. Um, and I, I think with like you know Abby, obviously she made the games was very cool. The thing that stuck out to us was that you know she had only been doing CrossFit for three years and was already there, um, and had recently had a coach. Um, so it was it was just whoa, that she could be really good. She's got a young training age, right? Um, and then, you know, we looked at Hannah. And the cool thing with Hannah was, obviously, she, uh, you know, she can snatch a house, clean and jerk a mansion. Um, but she was she was very talented in, in other realms, too. And then just, you know, there was one, one event that kind of kept her out, and that was that gymnastics heavy one. And, you know, I was intrigued by her, but then my, you know, Jake Marconi, who's my brother, he was like, that girl's going to be really good. And, uh, it was cool to, to have him say that. And I, I trust Jake with my life. So, you know, he's obviously done his own thing in the space and 
created a name for himself. And, you know, if he's, if he's giving her the nod, then there's probably something to be, to be discovered there. And so I touched base with her and um, luckily, you know, Claire Bays and Nick Ivey, uh, you know, two friends of mine, they, they both were, were homies with her and, and they put us in touch. And after talking to Hannah and learning a little bit about her, it's like, she's actually really young in her training age. Um, you know, and she has an incredible background for, for it, for sport in general. And, uh, she had just gotten a coach recently and, you know, managed to make huge strides and it was like, Whoa. So here are these like two diamonds in the rough that nobody really knew about. And we're just thankful to have them on the team. Yeah. Pumped. And so, you know, if it wasn't for semifinals, we might not have gotten to actually take like a look at them and, and kind of be in awe of what they were capable of. So yeah, semifinals definitely helps, but you're always kind of on the lookout, but like I said before, we're, we're very selective at this point in who we bring on. We say no a lot more than we say yes um, because we get reached out to pretty frequently, but you know, we just got to feel passionate about it and we feel passionate about those two. So we're pumped on it. It's funny. You say that, that Jake said she was going to be good. Uh, Chase long uh, who was on the arm and hammer show back in the day and um, competed himself at, at yep. he stopped me on the street and said, watch Hannah. She's going to do big things this weekend. And so he told me like on Thursday before she even started. Um, and I was like, and then when I saw she, you signed her, I was like, Cooper always sees the talent. Like you, you are so good at, at finding um, talent early. I mean, I appreciate that. I just think I'm, I'm good at talking to people too, because other people can spot it and, you know, tell me to, do something with it if I miss it. So I, I can't take all of it, but I appreciate that. The other person that, you know, we're really pumped on is um, uh, a kid who had to withdraw at, at Pasadena because he got sick, unfortunately, because there was a flu going around. Um, but Bill Leahy, kid's a stud. So he, yeah. he's with you as well? Uh, we've just been kind of advising him and helping him out. So, okay. yeah, he's an awesome dude. Cool story. I won't tell it though because you can go find that out yourself. I'm sure. <laughs> so I was told about him during the open. I yeah. uh, I was doing a documentary on a Masters athlete, and he had trained with Bill, um, just like two months prior. And he said, "Watch this kid. He's going to blow it up this year." Yeah, that's, yeah. that's why it was really unfortunate timing that he got sick because Bill is a. He deserves better. He's a good dude and he's a hard worker and he definitely uh, deserves to shine, but I think he'll make his waves in other, in other places for sure this year. And then he'll, you know, make amends and hammer down next year. So you use the term boutique, um, boutique agency. When I talked to Hannah and Abby and I've just talked to them recently, that's why they're like on my mind, but they both said when they talked to you, you and Daniel made them feel like family. And that was the main reason they went with you. I mean, that means a lot. That's awesome. Um, I promise I didn't pay him to say that. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's just kind of how we like to roll, man. We're, we try to be open and honest with these people and, you know, not try to be shady and pull anything weird and just treat them like family, right? Treat them, treat them like you would your brother, sister, mother, father, whatever. Um, you know, and, and it's just kind of the, it's the tone that we set. And I think people re appreciate it and respect it. Um, you know, sometimes we'll tell you things that you don't want to hear, but you need to hear. And, you know, we're always going to be running and gunning for you and, and not 
just we're just going to do what we can to to treat you like family and 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 act as such and yeah it's it's just not it's kind of a uh it's not really like this novel idea right like it's just it's just being a good person and, and acting accordingly and and you know conducting good business so um yeah that's that's awesome to hear but yeah that's why we try to keep it a little smaller so that we can do that because when you when you get too big you can't really give people your all and then you know it becomes a little weird so yeah that's why we try to keep it boutique yeah and it's it's hard to bring on people with the same ethos you have and ensure that it's gonna spread that happens in affiliates with coaches um and i'm sure in the agency business as well yeah for sure i mean the thing with like like me and daniel it's like he's he's of the same mindset right where he's client focused first like whatever is best for the client honestly sometimes for him it's like at a detriment to his own health and so i've been trying to harp on him to take some time like for example he actually took july 4th off and just hung out and i was like daniel i'm so proud of you you actually took a day for yourself <laughs> so he's gotten better about it but he's he's 100 percent on the same uh we're on the same wavelength of just like client first like do whatever's best for the client so um yeah it's not always the case right there are some people that are in this industry that are a bit shady and um that's unfortunate but that's just not how we roll so yeah and i love that about you guys so if athlete signing isn't in a season is working with sponsors does it have a season because i've i've heard about like and it makes sense Wadapalooza has so many vendors there right uh the games have so many vendors there those are kind of like the two key times of the season where you can see people face to face yeah, yeah. I mean, working with brands definitely has its ebbs and flows it just depends on where you are because, you know, somebody who's kind of new and has a clean slate, if they were going into the CrossFit games, I'd say, you know, let's not align with anybody. Let's just get through the games and see how it goes. And then we can have some fun in the fall because that's a big time for, you know, new endorsement deals because people make names for themselves at the games. Right. And then we can go and capitalize on that in the fall. Uh, then the next big one is probably post Wadapalooza when you've talked to everybody. People have made a little bit of a name for themselves. They've gotten excited and they're going into the season. And then we can make something happen there. So, yeah, the two big ones are probably fall and then like early spring uh, where they're both, you know, it's it's like there's there's big kind of events that have happened and, and created some buzz. And then there's always going to be deals happen in between and, you know, throughout the season, maybe a semifinal showing was really great and it, we can make a deal happen. That's worth the value of taking it before the CrossFit Games happens. Um but yeah, there's always, there's a lot of nuance that goes into some of them. Some of the other things are not so nuanced and, you know, they can be more around a, a seismic event. Okay. And you've been around for a while. So do you need to see um, the brands face to face or do you have, is your phone full of those contacts now that you can just talk to people throughout the year? Uh, I mean, I have most contacts with people and like I stay in touch with and I communicate with brands a lot throughout the year, but it never replaces the face to face interaction. Like you've it's important to me to always try to at least see everybody and shake their hand. And if, even if it's in quick passing, because everyone's busy, um, like I don't expect to show up to a booth and have people drop what they're doing to talk to me. Um, but I, but I always want to, um, you know, really see those people and try to spend a few minutes with each of them because it's important. It's just um, 
it's a good thing to do. It's the right thing to do. And, uh, you know, they support our athletes. And so at least at the bare minimum, just go around and say, thank you, you know? So, yeah, I, I usually have like a checklist of brands, um, or like a running tally of brands in my phone. And I just put like a little check mark next to them as I make it through the week of one of those events to make sure that I've seen everybody. Uh, Jeffrey Birchfield says, uh, personally, I think Cooper is the best agent in the space. Jay Birch, my guy. He's, um, very, he's very nice. Nicest dude ever. He also brought his, him and his, so Jay Birch is a probably number one good dude in, in the good dude's coffee sphere, the JB sphere. Um, he is huge fan and supporter of Josh and what it is that we do. And he came out to San Diego and did one of Josh's camps and it was the greatest ever. And he's a, he's a high school science teacher. Um, and the type of dude where you're like, damn, I wish he was my science teacher. That would have been awesome. And his wife's awesome too. And she made a, she made Danielle cookies during rogue. And so in the back, cause Danielle notoriously doesn't eat enough. I was just throwing her cookies over the fence and she was eating them. It was awesome. So I love the Birchfields. They're, they're phenomenal. Um, so this is from Charlie. In, in this um, climate, this in economic climate, are you having a harder time getting brands to come on board or is it a good time for brands to come on board? Uh, I mean, that's a great question. And it's something we're definitely cognizant of. Um, it just depends, man, because a lot of people have been crying wolf about the economy. And then, you know, sometimes it's, it looks grim, but then it's not actually grim. And, you know, the market's just been going like this, but if you look at it, the market year to date, it's up like 25%. Uh, so it's just an interesting thing to look at um, and definitely be aware of. And, and sometimes, you know, we do like a brand can lose, we can lose a deal or, you know, have to see something early because a brand can't just straight up can't afford it. And they have to like cease operations otherwise. Uh, and it's just something where we're, we have to be like honest with the client and, and, and what that is. Um, but yeah, I, it's, that's a good question. I just, it really just depends. It just depends on where, where companies are. Right. I mean, that's the thing is, is I think a lot of, you know, agents or people who like try to act as agents in this space, they, they try to nickel and dime these brands as much as possible. Um, in what they think is what's best for the client. Um, and then it's, you know, and maybe it's them trying to put a, you know, a percentage in their pocket and they're looking out for their bottom line, which is not what you should be thinking, but it happens. But I think if you go in there with this attitude of like nickel and diming and burning bridges to like light your way, um, you're really just going to set yourself up for failure in the long run of the, for the client, at least because, you know, economic climate or not, deals are still getting done, but whether it's a good economy or bad economy, you should be working to make these deals happen in a way that's fair for everybody involved and, and both sides are winning, right? Because you're looking for longevity over everything. And, you know, if you go out and get a, if you get a $50,000 deal for three years, right? It's 150K. Well, if you got a $75,000 deal because you nickeled and dimed and pissed them off for one year and then they cut it after year one, then you a weaken the brand because you have to go and sign on with a different company. So then you have to say, Oh, well, I don't like this supplement company more. I like this supplement company. Right. So that looks bad. You probably aren't going to get anything for eight to 12 months because 
you know, supplement industry, like it's a weird example, but it's a tough market for them right now anyways. Um, and so you lost a year of earnings, right? And then you don't even know what the next one's going to look like. So, you know, bad economy, good economy, end of the day, it's, it's all about just doing what's right for both parties. So that takes me to the bigger picture, and that is CrossFit as a whole. Um, in Orlando, and I know this isn't as, isn't as relevant today, but we had a press conference with Justin Berg and Adrian Bosman, and I said to Berg at the time, we all have a vested interest in you succeeding, right? Just as much as you do, because my podcast doesn't succeed if CrossFit doesn't succeed. Um, and is there a way that we can better partner our relationships so that we can all succeed? Do you think we're close at all to getting to that point with CrossFit? The, and I'll just start with that question. I mean, I think we have a long way to go, but I think we're making forward progress. Um, I think the first thing you got to look at is you got to look at the, like the captain of the ship. And I think Don Fall is a really good dude um, who the, through the conversations I've had with him and, and the actual, the actionable items that we've talked about and uh, you know, his, his communication has all been way better than anything I've dealt with in the past with age. Uh, so yeah, Don is awesome. He takes everything in stride. He takes the hard criticism on the chin and then actually seems to, you know, make the changes necessary to, uh, to move the ship forward. And, you know, just simple things of like, I text him or, or shoot him an email looking for something, which like is probably beneath him, you know, and, and, but it, with the layoffs at HQ and, you know, people exiting, I'm, I'm unsure of who to go to at this point. Right. And he's, fires right back connects me with the right person like takes care of business and so uh i really think that he is the uh you know like a, he's going to be a fundamental uh piece to us getting to where we want to be right all of us right because same thing man like if crossfit doesn't succeed yeah like i i'm confident i can go out and make it happen in other sports but i love crossfit i'm passionate about the community and the, the athletes that i work with and the modality of fitness and um, yeah, so I, it's, if it succeeds, then it, it helps me succeed. So yeah, I want the same thing. And I think that Don is helping us get there. Uh, but I mean, we're still a long way to go and I think he'd be the first to admit it. Yeah, I, I agree. My interactions with Don have been awesome. Um, and I think that if you're a good CEO, you're taking time to observe and figure out the solution and you can't act immediately. And we're just coming up on the end of year one for him. And it's only been in the last couple of months that he started to make moves. Yeah. So I don't think we have the whole playbook yet because it's in a weird part of the year for the sport. And he has to wait until we're through the games to kind of do anything more. Yep. Yeah. So I, I just think he's a good dude and he, you're right. hundred percent. And people, people just want, you know, this day and age, they want instant gratification, you know, instant success. And that's just not how it works, man, unfortunately. So, yeah. Um, so what do you think, do you have any ideas and have you expressed them to Don about things that need to change to grow the sport? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've expressed a lot of things to him. Um, but you know, I'll probably just 
kind of keep some of those things between us. Uh, but in terms of things that I think that need to help grow the sport is, you know, better media access. I think, you know, if everybody's, if you're able to give access to people like you or athletes, right. Like you're, you're all going to create content and, and create more waves and more touch points with the broader community to be able to potentially pull them into the, you know, CrossFit sphere, thus growing the sport. I think that's a huge thing. Uh, I think another thing is, you know, making sure that we have better communication between, you know, HQ and athletes. Um, I think that they, you know, had somebody that was good in that role that they unfortunately let go and they shouldn't have done that. Um, and I've let that be heard and who knows what'll happen, but ideally the, the communication will be a little bit better. Um, I mean, they brought Dave back. I'm honestly, I'm, I'm excited to see how it goes. I think, I think Dave, uh, you know, back in the day ruffled some feathers and, uh, you know, he also was the dude who kind of built the whole sport though. And I think that he, he sees some of the, uh, you know, places where he needs to grow. And, um, I'm just excited to see how that, that goes. I think, I think he's going to ideally come back around and, you know, with a, uh, with a team that's a little bit more open to feedback um, and him being, you know, open to feedback, I think we're going to see a lot of growth in the space in the next few years. And yeah. So. So the big thing that everybody's throwing out there is we need to have a Netflix like series, like F1 has like golf has. Yeah. Box studios makes all of those. I've, so I've, I specifically, I met with the, that, that company box to box in Pasadena um, briefly had a good conversation with them. And I, yeah, it's something that I've been pushing on HQ for, for a long time. I think other people have too. Um, but yeah, it's, that's absolutely something that I want to have. I mean, I'm literally watching, they just released more episodes of a uh, match point, the tennis version. I've been watching that. It doesn't matter what sport it is. I just want to watch it. So yeah, box to box absolutely crushes it. Um, and one of my buddies works there uh, and we're actually like working on a little bit of a, uh, a little, a little documentary around um, one of our athletes and with him, with his help. So it'd be cool. It's not, it's not like a box to box documentary, but he's kind of advising us. So um, yeah, they're, they're very talented and I a hundred percent agree with you. That's we, we need that. It's just the problem is they've got a, you know, box to box either has to sign on to it to do it. Right. Because there's no guarantee that they can go turn around and sell that to Netflix. Right. But Netflix is one of their biggest buyers and pretty much everything they touch is gold. So there's a good opportunity and a good chance there if it were to happen. Um, but yeah, I think HQ really wants that to happen too. And, you know, I'm like, I could, I could create all your storylines and everything. I've <laughs> all the in insight that we have to these athletes, you know? Yeah. You, you've been through a lot in the last couple of years for sure. Um, so, we're, so it sounds like you're optimistic of where we we're going to see CrossFit go in the future. Um, and, and that's awesome. How, where do you see lab growing with that? Or are you content being just that boutique company that you are? Well, I mean, I'm definitely optimistic that CrossFit will grow. I still believe that lab will be the top and best agency in the sport. Uh, doesn't mean it can't be boutique. It's just going to be the one that everybody wants to be a part of. Um, but you know, that that's, takes a lot of work and a lot of good steps on our behalf because there are other great agencies out there. And 
Um, you know, so we got to continue trucking along, doing our thing, but we're also going to be, you know, exploring, uh, more traditional sports as well, because we're passionate about that too. You know, we like all sport. It doesn't really matter what sport we just like it. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely optimistic that CrossFit's going to grow and, you know, people love to say, Oh, we want to get back to 2016 games. That was the peak. And it's like, man, if that was the peak then that's the, that's your ceiling, right? Like forget right. that. Let's, let's go way bigger than that. So, and it, it's like, it wasn't even that much more than where we're at now. So why would you want that to be your end, end destination? That's just a checkpoint, you know? Um, like I want to, you know, I, I love that Don's goal is to reach 30 million people um, through CrossFit. It's like, people are like, you're not even close. It's like, well, he a shit. If he shoots super high and then falls short and lands at 22 million, that's pretty damn good growth. So, yeah. you know, um, yeah. I just, uh, I'm very optimistic for sure. And I, and I think lab will just continue to be one of the, one of the front runners. Um, cause I think that we, what we do is, uh, the way it should be done. I want to get your opinion on an, a couple other entities that are trying to help athletes earn outside the competition season. And that's like Zalos games, fit wars, trying to put on these in your own gym competitions where athletes can get some exposure and, um, and make a little bit of money. Yeah. yeah. I mean, are you just, what you want to know my general thoughts on them? Yeah. And Love do it. we need more of it? Uh, I mean, I like it. I think that it'd be great to have it be a little bit more structured across the board, as opposed to like everybody trying to take a piece of the pie. If like they all work together, just make the pie bigger. And you know, you knew exactly what was when, so that you're not stepping on each other's toes, but you know, Jared's done a great job with Zelos games. Um, I thought the format last year was super cool. Um, and just a, like, a, it, it, it's just in a part of the season where like nobody's really messing with it. And he, he worked super hard to like communicate that and find that for people. So, excuse me. Um, so I think that's great. Uh, I just, yeah, I think that there needs to just be like, if you're going to be one of those things, ideally you have like, you stake your claim and it's in a part that makes sense. Or if you want to do it and somebody else was jockeying for the same thing, it's like maybe you guys partner up and make it more impactful and have more money and more potential earning there. Uh, and you can get a larger crowd to it because, you know, if I, I playing devil's advocate just to like my own thinking right now, it's like, you could, you could say that, well, once those things fill out because there's only 12 months in a year, then, nobody else can enter and that's not cool either. Right. Um, but I just think, you know, of those, of those competitions, you definitely want to, uh, try to communicate and carve out your own little spot and, and, you know, maybe partner up and work with others to, to make it bigger and better so that there's more potential earning opportunity there, you know? Okay. So I know, I know your best friend is Jake Marconi. My boy. I, I did not recognize him at semifinals because he cut his hair because he cut his hair. He's too damn handsome now. It sucks. I know it. It, it was, it was like shocking the difference in him. Um, and I didn't even know who it was at first, but he's so nice. Like then I was like, okay, now it's Jake. I got it. Nah. Still Jake. Still, still the same facial structure built like a little Neanderthal. So, I want to go back to the dough cart because I had him on and he told his side of the story. And I just want to verify because 
in his version, he was he says he's the, was calm and cool and collected, and he had to keep you calm. I mean, I'd probably agree with that. It's typically how it goes with us. <laughs> okay, okay, and then I have to know: Did Molly ever hear the story? No, we never told her. So unless you listen to a podcast and she's heard it at this point, but otherwise she doesn't know. And I think it's better because it just kind of stays that way. So we'll see. Maybe one day she'll DM me and be like, yo, I heard. Okay. Awesome. Um, so going forward, um, gosh, I don't even know where I want to go now. Um, how do you, how do you bring it? What is your success rate been in bringing brands in that aren't specifically CrossFit? So bringing non-endemic brands into the space, I think we've had some good success. I, I think there's a lot of room and opportunity to grow there, though. And that, that's part of the reason why our traditional sports play is a good one is because we are passionate about those sports that we go into. And, you know, me specifically, like I'm, I'm looking into action sports, soccer, things like that, right? Whereas Daniel's really passionate about football, right? Zach loves golf and baseball. So, you know, we have kind of those, our own passions that, that want us to bring in those traditional sports. But the other good thing about that is that, you know, you go work with those people, they have their own set of brands and, and contacts that come in to build the Rolodex. And then you can pull those companies into the CrossFit space and utilize them. So, um, yeah, it's a cool thing. Like, for example, Jason, uh, St. Clair, one of the owners in lab, you know, Jay was first into this space, you know, in like 2012 with Camille and Josh, but he was a baseball agent. So he had all the Nike contacts already. Right. And he was like pitching them on being into CrossFit and they like, no, no, we're not making a training shoe. Right. And finally, when they kind of came around to the idea, he was able to pull them in and Josh Bridges was the first sponsored CrossFit athlete. So Nike kind of entered the space with Josh. Um, and, and that's the type of stuff that we're trying to do, right? It's like take those traditional sports, you know, build out whatever athlete we're working with in that realm, which is great, but then grab some of those brands and drag them into CrossFit. Kicking and screaming, maybe, whatever, but we'll do it. Do you ever get kickback from companies? Because your different athletes may be sponsored by different apparel, shoe, whatever companies. So, like, do I ever get flack from for like having one athlete with Rad and one athlete with Tier Noble, whatever? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think I think just like athletes, you know, people that own companies are inherently competitive too. Um, and yeah, they'll 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 like it's more like in jest, like like chip like chirping and stuff, which is why I try to be like very like uh, like Switzerland, you know, I try to be neutral at least but you know i i love it I, I think it's awesome i think if brands are uh i think if brands are you know competitive and and uh you know want to be the best and i'm like hell yeah go do it then you know it's, it's capitalist market how much does that come down to the personal personal preference of the athlete um like the brands they sign with yeah i mean 100 percent. like our goal is always to be you are signing with the brand that you personally like the most. If that brand is not willing and not able to, then maybe it's something where we have to explore option number two, but like there's a ranking, right? And so the last thing we're going to do is be like, you have to sign with this brand, even though you don't like their stuff. 
because they're willing to pay you a lot. Like I would never advise for that. It's like, look good, feel good, play good. Right. Right. And you want them to be authentic. Right. And 100%. that's, yeah. And that's kind of your stable anyway, they're very authentic to who they are. Yeah, exactly. Like I was talking to uh, Annika yesterday and, you know, LSKD wants to, uh, you know, renew, renew her contract, which is great. And, um, you know, they're an awesome brand to work with, but they're like, you know, she was like the first like legitimate signed CrossFit athlete with them. Besides, like there was like some Australians and whatnot. Uh, like I think Khan was in there, but um, Annika was like the first like female. And, you know, if you were to ask somebody like who's LSKD sponsor, I feel like most people would say it's Annika over like other massive names because she is so in lockstep with that brand. Right. She's also sponsored by strike movement and blenders and, you know, um, uh, other, some other brands, but like, you know, like all of them are like, so spot on to her. It's like, she was rocking blenders before she signed with blenders. Perfect pickup, right? Like she liked strike movement shoes before strike movement signed her perfect pickup, you know? So it's just those things. Um, that just, yeah, it really like, it makes it so much easier. I mean, you look at Danielle and rad, it's literally couldn't pick a better match of, of a brand to an athlete in the space. Like I, Literally, I'd challenge anybody to tell me who who has a better deal or endorsement deal that goes with them. There isn't one. It's Danielle and Rad. So, yeah, it's just like if if it makes it easy and it, and it works, then it's awesome. Another one would be like um, Emma Carey and Tier, right? Like Tier is so like their thing is always in front, right? Like and Emma Carey's like life ethos is to win. Like she will suffer to potentially the death of her to try to win. And it's like, all right, perfect. You know, um, I saw somebody says, does Cooper try to ensure athletes try a brand before partnering with them? Yes. hundred percent. Um, yeah. And that's, that is always the, uh, the thing. Like if you were to go into my emails, like a majority of the emails, it's like brand reaches out. I hit back, you know, absolutely interested. Here are the sizes, address, whatever, please send over anything you want to try. If it's supplementation, it better be certified drug-free. Otherwise kick rocks. And, you know, if it's apparel, like whatever, send it out. I'll have them put them through, put, put it, put it through its paces. And if they genuinely like it, we'll circle back and we can actually have a conversation. Um, but yeah, it always goes that way. Uh, never, never just sign on a dotted line without trying something. That's if you do that, you're a terrible agent. You should stop being one. And of course, Wad Zombie wants to know what shoes you wear. Uh Currently, I am wearing Birkenstock clogs because I am my own boss and nobody has to tell me how to dress. <laughs> so a unique partnership that I learned about is Bethany's sponsor partnership with First Form. Yep. Um, like she is iconic, right? Like whenever that and she proves so many things this year, whenever she takes the floor, no matter what you think her health is, she is going to blow it up yeah hell, I, I heard that man that girl stresses me out <laughs> so like she's the first apparel ambassador or partner or whatever with first form which i didn't even know they had apparel until i talked to her um what what was it like going down that road with them yeah so you know bethany is, is at a inflection point in her career where we've got to be cognizant about okay she's battling this back injury, right? She got screwed in 2021 during the COVID year, right? Where like 
I mean, I'd literally put my life savings as she podiums on that year, if not like probably second place, um, like guaranteed, especially with the programming and how she looked and winning West Coast, whatever. Right. So that was already like a terrible thing. Then last year with the back, like, you know, she's she got married to Randy. Right. Like they're probably at some point looking into the future and what that looks like creating a family right, or starting a family. Um, and so there's all these things where it's like, you know, Bethany's already, she's already proven that she's one of the best, you know, or most consistent CrossFit games athletes, right? Like she's qualified five times or whatever. Um, and so it's like, all right, how many more years do we think she, you have left and you know, how many years or like, where's your back at? Like, is it online? Is it offline? You know, there's all these things that she's juggling. Um, and at the end of the day, she just loves to train, but she also loves to do more than just be an athlete. Like she likes connecting with people, um, teaching them, right. Her prehab rehab stuff. Like she's one of the most, uh, just like authentic, energetic and friendly people you'll come around. And there's just a lot more to her than just being an athlete. And so it was like, okay, we need to start looking into and figuring out what brand actually values that more than their achievements on the games floor. Um, in first form was that. And so she was already taking the supplements because she has some stomach issues where she can really not touch dairy. Um, and so they have like a vegan protein and some other things that she really likes and their reds and greens and um, a few other products. And so her and her husband uh, had already been buying them. And then, you know, it, it came to be that uh, Jarrett over at first form, who's a good buddy of mine, he's a really good dude. He, he had interest. And so we actually flew there with, uh, Bethany and Alexis out to St. Louis to their HQ. And it was a phenomenal time, just world-class facilities, people. Yeah. It was crazy, man. I was actually washing my hands in the bathroom and I saw a dude next to me who like splashed water on the counter and then he like wiped it all up and then threw it out. And I was like, uh, I was like, I was kind of, and then I'm like awkwardly washing my hands longer. Cause I'm like watching to see if the next person does it. And same thing, wiped it up. So then I'm like, I guess I got to splash water down and wipe it up or something. So I fall in line, but um, yeah, it was, uh, I was like, Oh damn, that's like, this is how the company rolls. And then they like actually have like their, their, you know, pillars or whatever their, their ethos. And then the people actually like live by it. So very cool brand and it aligned very well with Bethany and, and their apparel is actually great. So um, yeah, she was just pumped. It just worked out that she was able to kind of really jump in and, and do something with, you know, the apparel, the supplements, the RTD, like all of it. And, you know, I think they've really enjoyed having her on there and she's really enjoyed being a part of it. So yeah, it'll be cool. And it'll, it'll be something that can, you know, extend into like her, her post career, whenever that may be. Well, and you say like, they probably don't care as much about her on field performance, but when she does what she did at North America West and proves everybody wrong, like that's got to be a great, a great find for first form. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I mean, J Jared actually like called me the other day. I was just like, Hey, you know, I just want to let you know that like Bethany is phenomenal. You know, like we just absolutely love having her as part of the family. And yeah, it just means a lot when people do that. So it's good. It's good when good people are recognized for being good people, you know? So. And, and you say that Bethany has been stressing you out. Uh, Jay Birch says that, uh, she's been stressing you out for a very long time. Yes. Um, yep. I love her, I, though. She stresses me out. You go through those semifinals, the two weekends. You had a lot of ups and downs. Yeah. Right? 
You have Bethany doing what she did. You have Alexis competing sick as a dog. You have Annika with her issues. You have like, like how do you stay even keel or how do you just survive the weekends? Um, I mean, I used to really ride the roller coaster a lot and it was brutal. Um, I still get a pretty sweet adrenaline dump, which is fun, but I just don't, uh, I don't, I just try not to let it affect me too much now, man. I think it's just, I've maybe just like being a little, uh, more versed in, in how the weekends go. Like for the most part, all the athletes are like a, a lock to go through, um, unless things, you know, like bad things happen. Like for example, like Brooke Wells, like she's a lock to go through if she doesn't, you know, tear her or plantar fasciitis, whatever. Right. Like, she still almost made it. Um, you know, so it's like somebody like Danielle, Emma, Amanda, Alexis, it's like, okay, they're all making it through, but are we talking first, second, third, fourth, fifth, you know, like, what is it? Right. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Cause we get to the games and it all starts at zero again. And that's where it really matters for Bethany. She literally couldn't put her shoes on the week before cross uh, the semifinals. So, I mean, I was literally like, Truth be told, I was expecting to show up and just have her, you know, to see. I was expecting to show up, watch her go to pull on the sled and have her back give out and be like, withdrawing. But it was, I told, I told uh, Christine Deck of this. It was like, Bethany's either going to withdraw or she's going to win the whole competition. And she didn't win the competition, but she showed that if her back wasn't, you know, 75%, if it was 83%, she probably would have won the competition. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Bethany just, she stresses me out. Yeah. And in the East, like, like your crew looked amazing. Like, East was great, man. It's just, yeah, the Annika thing is it's just a bummer. It just hurts my heart for her because she deserves to go. I mean, especially when you just like, this is where, like, you know, you look at the other people and the, you know, the CrossFit world, the leaderboards and stuff. Like, I think it was something like first place in the West would have been sixth place in the in the east you know or like which you know it, it, granted that kind of takes away from what bethany did if if you're you know if you're calling me out on that but um it doesn't matter because you know bethany did what she had to do to win to, to go to the games right with her back and i think she would have done that at any region she would have just you know had to suffer a little bit more or whatever but she was very careful with what she did and it was it was a just an absolutely epic weekend for her. And it was awesome. But, you know, for Annika, it's just like gutting. I think the real thing is like when you look at some of the other like regions and I'm, I'm all for um, growing the sport, but I feel like there's gotta be something else where you like figure out the like Africa Asian uh, semifinals, because when somebody from who wins Africa would have taken, I think it was 37th or something like that, or 45th place in the East region. It's like, that's pretty brutal to have like, that spot not go to Annika, you know, or whoever was 11th or 12th at the West regional or something, you know, like that's the type of stuff where I, I don't like that, you know? Yeah. And the fact in the East, what was it like 15th to 11th was or 15th? Like, to 11th, like, it was like, it was like every, every chick was like one spot behind the other, like in terms of like, if a different placing had done one thing, it would have switched. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then Annika got a little screwed with that, uh, with that legless rope climb whole thing, but it is what it is, man. <laughs> when she, she'll go to the games next year. And when she does, it's going to be an epic party. Yeah. I, um, 
And the reason I asked about how you get through the weekend is like, I've known Annika since she was 16. Yeah. Like she, she's been on the show a ton, probably more than anybody else. And like, I was gutted. Like, I don't know how her and her family or you and deal with it. Cause I just, I was an emotional wreck. I mean, I think it's just, we take the lead from her, you know, she's, she is, um, she's a fighter, man. She's tough as nails. And so if she's not going to be like that, you know, affected by it, then there's no use fucking mulling about and being sad. It's like, all right, well, we got to get back to the drawing board and get to work. So, I mean, that's the thing Annika said afterwards. She just said, look, man, a few points here, a few seconds there, shoulda, woulda, coulda. She's like, if I had just been fitter, this would have been an issue, you know? And it was like, well, damn, that gives me goosebumps. That's some accountability right there, you know? So, um, and granted, like, she's fit enough, but like, what, you know, what she's saying is if I was just better, this wouldn't have, I've, I'd have qualified in sixth place and this would have been a non-issue, you know? Um, and so she knows she has to run. She's been doing it for five years straight and she's already back running. So, you know, girl's going to be a track star at some point, but uh, yeah, I mean, she also, the, the one thing I said to her is look, man, sucks now, but when you qualify next year and for the following 10 years after that, you know, this will all just be a distant memory. Yeah. And then on the flip side, like, Amanda Barnhart looks so good this year. Like I'm, I'm so stoked for her and what she can do. Um, and, and that's got to give, even you had Emma who's coming off an injury winning and then Danielle right behind her. And then Amanda putting up like she, she has that home run swing back again. Yeah. I mean, Amanda is sick. Um, yeah, dude, she's awesome. I'm excited. It's, the, the semifinals is not where I freak out. It's the CrossFit games. That's where I get really stressed. Um, yeah, because it's just like, it's God, man. Yeah, it's going to be stressful. <laughs> like so many athletes could be, uh, could be from us, could be on the podium. And so it's like, makes me freak out a little bit because I want, I want it for all of them, you know? So Wad Zombie said there needs to be a Google spreadsheet of every elite athlete and who their agent is. I will tell you, lab management does an amazing job of updating their website. So if you want to know who your athletes are, go to their website uh, and check that out. And the full list is right there for every sport, not just CrossFit. True. Thank you. Lab-MGMT.com slash athletes. And Wad Zombie, just DM me if you need direction of who to contact for who, because I know for the most part who they're with. Yeah. Um, and Wad Zombie and I have become really good friends over the years and um, or over the last year, especially. Uh, and I try to do anything I can to help him out. But yeah, your website's awesome. It's so easy to like figure out who your, your people are. Shout out Michelle, our girl Michelle on the, on the business development side of the agency. She did it. She's awesome. Well, Cooper, thank you so much for jumping on with us today. Um, good luck at the games. As always, we'll see you there. Hopefully, um, we're not so busy where we miss each other every time again. <laughs> Although, it's probably going to be. I'll, um, I'll send you an invite. We're doing a really cool um, uh, little party for, for some industry people that Lab's hosting. I'll send you an, uh, an e-invite. Okay, awesome. So. Well, thanks, Cooper. Uh, right. With that, everybody, thank you for being in the chat. Thank you for all the questions. 
We'll catch everybody next time on the Clydesdale Media Podcast. C4 Energy, Extend, and Cellucor are delivering the most effective, best tasting, and highest quality products for you. Get 20% off when you use the code Clydesdale at checkout at C, the number four energy.com. That's C4energy.com. And now back to the interview.